But as we enter into this time, instead of a message, you'll hear some narration. You're going to hear some singing. And I just invite you to enter into what the, the choir's gift to us as it is going to give us, again, an ability to experience the gospel in a very unique way. And I hope that, again, it entices you to leave refreshed today, energized, but also curious and hungry to come back and go deeper on Monday, Thursday, Good Friday, Holy Saturday, and what we're all looking forward to, Easter Sunday, Resurrection Sunday. So let us begin. There's a dusty road that leads straight into Jerusalem. It's a road that Jesus had traveled on many times before, but not like this. Not riding on a donkey with crowds pressing in on every side. They shouted, listen, he's coming. The prophet who raised Lazarus from the grave, he's coming. The one who healed our sons and daughters. It's the coming kingdom of our ancestor David. Hosanna in the highest, make room, make room for him. We've been hard pressed, haven't we? And persecuted. But Jesus, you cured our blindness. You gave us legs to walk again. And on the streets, they spread out their clothes and cut branches from the fields to honor him.
Before we continue at this time, we want to dismiss our kids to Bible adventures. So any children that are present, you are released to Bible adventures to learn about God's love for you in an exciting and creative way. And we also want to prepare the rest of us and our ushers as we prepare to take the offering this morning as our service continues. We go on with our story. The manger is now three decades past. Jesus entered the world on a starry, silent night. Now he enters the holy city amid a cacophony of voices. Many are shouting praises. Others are not even aware of his coming. Soon these same people will shout condemnation. The calling on the master's life is about to be completed by his death. He fully recognizes the task. A crown await him, awaits him, but first he must face Calvary. There is a debt to be paid, and Jesus will pay it in full. What language can we borrow to give thanks for such a friend?
It is their last night together, their last meal. It's clear now there will be no mighty army to claim victory over the enemies of God's people. Jesus' triumphant entry into the holy city now seems like years ago instead of days, and is to a table that Jesus leads his twelve, not to a war. It is at this table that they see the truth. Jesus loves them. He loves them with a mighty love, a love bigger than anything they've ever known. There he offers himself to them in the bread and the wine, his body and his blood. The weight of this mystery is overwhelming. Yet let us in the midst of it come to the table and receive him.
Jesus fulfills his divine destiny, bearing the excruciating savagery of the Roman guards. They prepare for his execution, three nails and a cross. This man of sorrows familiar with suffering, this friend of ruined sinners, this forgiver of his own executioners is slain. The severe darkness covers the land, the, the whole earth tremble. The bread of heaven has fallen. How could the Son of God, the Savior of the world, end up like this? Every single moment that has transpired since the foundation of the world was a prelude to this. Behold, the Lamb of glory.
the cross, the very instrument of death, now becomes the symbol of life. The crown so magnificent now becomes the symbol of just how far God is willing to go to redeem us. If there is no cross, there is no crown. And so Jesus, being in the very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being met, found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and that every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, Lord to the glory of the Father.
Thank you, choir, for so beautifully leading us through this beginning of Holy Week, Palm Sunday. Remember when I told you there wasn't going to be a sermon? I lied. Can I lie in church? That's not really going to be a sermon. It's going to be an invitation and a challenge to you. You got here today, and I really want to commend you for that. Whether you're a visitor or a guest, whether you haven't been here in a while, or you come every week, you got here this morning, and that's a lot in today's world. We're busy, we have a lot going on, who knows what kind of week you had yesterday, you're here. And maybe you came here and it wasn't what you expected. Maybe it was more than you expected, maybe it was less. The biggest temptation we're all going to face right now, because of how busy our lives are and how much stuff we have going on, is we're going to jump from Palm Sunday and we're going to jump to Easter Sunday. And I really want to encourage you, I want to invite you and challenge you not to make that mistake. How many of you like to read when you have time? How many of you read, how many of you like to watch a story? You watch things on Netflix or YouTube. How many of you, when you read or watch a show, jump to the very last episode or last page? (laughs) If you do, I feel sorry for you. And if you do, you're probably confused in terms of understanding what the heck just happened? How did we get here? This is Holy Week. It's a sacred time because for you to truly appreciate Easter, to truly understand what we just got a taster of from the choir, what this story is about, you got to walk the journey. You got to walk through the week. And that's asking a lot because like I said, it's a big deal you're here today. But now I'm saying to you for this week, make time to be here Monday, Thursday. And if you're not from around here, find a church and worship on Monday, Thursday. Why is it called Monday, Thursday? Because Jesus gives us a new command that day. Monday refers to the Latin, which is the new command that Jesus gives us when he gives us this meal. And that's so important for what comes next. Go and find a church. Come here for Good Friday. Come on a day when the night is dark, when things turn ugly, and yet we call it good. Why is that? How can we call What happens on Friday, good. Come here, find a church and go on Holy Saturday. Nobody observes Holy Saturday anymore, but sit in that weird, awkward space where God is dead. What is the world like? What are our lives like when God is dead? And then, after walking through that, walking with Jesus so closely, then come in. And then celebrate Easter. Then celebrate resurrection. And I promise you, I, I will guarantee it, If you make the time, you will experience a profound shift in how you understand, how you experience, how you celebrate this story. I'm looking at you and you're like me and I know I'm asking you, wait a second, you're asking me to be at church, this church or another church? I'm here today, you want me here Wednesday, Thursday, or sorry, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday? Four days? Yeah. And I'm not asking it because you get extra points in heaven. I'm not asking because you get on the honor roll with God. I'm asking you for your benefit. I'm asking you because you'll be blessed. And I'm putting this invitation and challenge to you. 52 weeks in a year, if one week out of those 52, you can't move things around to be here for three extra days, then honestly, when are you going to move anything around to get closer to Jesus? I I know it's a challenge, but it's also an invitation. And I want to encourage you from the taster you got, the choir, the music, the words took us into it, to not let this week just go by. Don't just drift into Easter. Walk with Jesus. Walk with Jesus all the way and walk through the tomb and be made new.